Welcome to Zephyr Yoga Inspiration. I offer these podcasts for free, and your support really does make a difference and is appreciated. To make a donation, please click the link in the episode description or visit ZephyrYoga.com. I think um, what I always encourage us to do is every time we practice, actually pause and create a sacred space in which we can listen and inhabit our body, our subtle body and our conscious body and listen to what our heart longs for, what a deep calling is trying to communicate to us. You know, yoga, when we practice, is skill in action with loving awareness. So that loving awareness that drops into our physical, our subtle and conscious bodies that awakens this embodiment fully on all levels to an intention set in every practice, whether, you know, it's something that you need from this practice or whether you're just reinforcing, you know, a goal that or a vow or an intention for this next year. Um, An intention is always an aspiration or an energy that draws us to love, our truth, and to creativity. So, you know, that movement of energy that opens us up to really acknowledge and listen to what matters to us most, what brings us joy, what do we care about, what do we want more of, and this intention is woven into your practice with every gesture that you make, every grace of movement that you take, this intention weaves through every sensation, every emotion that arises and every thought that arises as an opportunity to reinforce this deeper desire. So this act of honoring this deep desire and listening is a part of our practice that drops us into that fullness of presence, that sacredness of life, and provides this um, energy to really open us to more meaning and purpose to our lives. You know, like without an intention, we're kind of left kind of going, where do we go? What are we doing? What's going on? So actually, Um, setting an intention, like I said, whether it's a New Year's resolution or whether it's an intention to practice every morning, that remission on a daily basis, contingent upon our spiritual health to actually align ourselves to this deep um, dharma, this, this, uh, this point to our embodiment, gains self-knowledge. You know, as we study and awaken to oneself, we understand what we need from our practice, what we need to actually um, direct us to manifest this long-term goal or a short-term goal. And in this, setting an intention empowers us and it empowers us to kind kind of keep going, even when life feels like there's a lot of obstacles, when we have a lot of negativity, when we have a lot of emotional distress or instability in our lives, we feel this self-mastery of how we can positively affect all aspects of our life, moving us towards more self-fulfillment, a deeper contentment as we reinforce what our heart desires, our intention, and opening to manifestation. So as we listen, as you create a pause and listen, 
you might notice that what is calling forth is for you to actually do more of what you love. Maybe it might be, you know, nurturing a belonging to this body that you've been gifted. Maybe it's nurturing a belonging to another beloved. Maybe it might be to rest more. It might be to prioritize your health, whether it might be eating better or living in a way that is more aligned to meeting your needs or to study more or practice more or meditate more, you know, that intention. It might be just to grow a sense of trust and love with oneself and a belief in oneself. It might be to, you know, attract more of a community that celebrates your gifts and, you know, your kind of unique insight, finding a job or um, a place where you feel of service. So this way of starting to shape and listen to what, what is pulling you forward, what is trying to awaken you to this deep soul's longing to really fulfill this purpose of your embodiment. So an intention, whatever that intention is, we start to notice how it imp impacts our physical body, our subtle body, and our conscious body. And when we have this intention, our body doesn't know any different. Our body is a funny one because like, say for instance, you have a fear and it's a projection of something that's happening in your future. And you're like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Your body actually feels like it is happening in real time, even though it's a fantasy of something you're projecting in the future. Your body also, when you reflect to the past of something that has triggered you or something that has traumatized you and you're thinking about something that happened to the past, your body doesn't know any different. It thinks it's happening in real time. So when we are practicing, working with kind of the more positive aspects of like, what do you desire? What do you, what is, um, you know, your intention or what, what matters to you most, what's bringing you to joy, what's bringing you to serenity or peace, contentment or fulfillment. As we bring that in, that kind of more positive aspiration and energy, your body doesn't know any different. And so when your body starts to kind of feel this kind of like, I want more of this, I need more of this. I long for this and not necessarily being attached to an outcome, but more of the act of listening to align yourself, to open to more possibilities and opportunities, that expansive quality of the adventure of life. You will get more physical dopamine, oxytocin, endorphins, even adrenaline to get you enthused to actually carry out that um, manifestation. So there's a trick in being able to experience this. So there's a sweet story and an analogy of a seed as we plant um, that seed, which being your intention inside yourself. And this story is one in which um, say for instance, it's a fruit tree seed and you plant it inside and you plant it deep with inside. And deep within inside, you are the soil. You make sure that your soil has um, uh, been nurtured and you pull out all the kind of debris and yucky stuff and the old roots or the rocks that fill your soil. So you have nutrient rich soil. So this daily commitment to practice. 
and making sure you're eating well and living well, you plant this seed deep within and you water it with your loving awareness. You warm it and create a really nice environment through the heat of your practice that it may grow roots and germinate. And as it grow roots and reaches into the darkness, the depth, which is actually a huge amount of um, nourishment through actually facing that darkness, your shadow side. It's a part of your humanity. It's not something you should avoid. You should really welcome those times of being in darkness because it probably is the best teacher of all of how to actually embrace that shadow side. However, in facing that darkness, that shadow side, the undesirable aspect of your psyche, you start to sense light and when you sense light light shines into that darkness and we start to see the wealth within embracing that and that that seed of intention senses light and it cracks open and that um, light encourages that seed to grow upwards and as it matures and starts to break through the soil and you open up it flourishes, branching out and expanding. And as it blooms from within, you start to sense that it bears fruit and this fruit will ripen. And in that ripening of that fruit, you manifest and you benefit from that ripe fruit as you provide that opportunity to gift yourself the fruits of your actions and really celebrate and taste it and enjoy it. Like, yes, I got here. And it feels so good to meet this intention. And then it says in the tradition that yes, you give yourself the fruits of your actions, but it's very important that you actually share the abundance of your produce with others, that you share your abundance, that you give out the fruits of your action and be of service to others. And then the next stage is actually honor the, um, the life force that actually grew that seed and inspired that seed. So you offer it to um, the God of your understanding whether you call it source or whether you call it divinity or grace or energy or God itself, whatever name you give it, you offer it and say a humble thanks as you serve your universal purpose or you serve your individual purpose, you serve the universal purpose. So there is this sense is, is that when you start fulfilling more intentions by um, turning inwards and acknowledging and understanding what you need, what you want, what you desire in this lifetime. When you keep moving down that path, drawing yourself and facing the obstacles and achieving, you start to um, open up to that sense of that bigger picture of life. And there is this sense of being of service to life itself as you find more meaning and purpose in your life. So there is a simple equation in which to manifest what you desire. So there's the intention of your desire plus the intensity of energy you pair it with, you give it, must be greater than or equal to your fear-based resistance and attachments. So that fear-based resistance and attachments is usually cultural and family conditioning of I am not enough. 
you know, I'm not smart enough, I'm not flexible enough, I'm not strong enough, I'm not lovable enough, I'm not right enough, I'm not whatever enoughness that self-doubt and that grip of judgment, of criticism, of ignorance, of your own holding patterns has to be less than the energy that you cultivate in practice and less than the intention of your desire. So when we practice yoga, we as the yogis, we as the adhikaras, the competent students who actually respect and honor these tools and techniques that we've gathered over time and put it into practice in all of our affairs, not just on our mat, but in our whole life, that we devote time to actually practice whatever that looks like, whether it's doing your laundry and mindfully doing it, whether it's walking in nature, whether it's um, actual formal practice of asana and pranayama and meditation, whatever it looks like, you set an intention every time you wake up and you go, oh, I remember my intention, whether it's a personal intention of that day or a bigger intention for the year, we then turn our attention, our attention, to focus on said techniques. Sutra 134, breath. Breathe in and out, be here now. As you breathe in and out, Sutra 135, open to sensation. The sensation that is arising and falling, expanding, contracting. Then 136, cultivate light. Feel and sense that light, that light that guides you, that innate wisdom that as you listen to it, that light within the mind and heart that guides you through that darkness, whatever is present, whatever you're grappling with. And then as you cultivate a practice that builds this prana, that activates this prana, this life force, this vital energy, that you um, build it and move it throughout you. You consolidate it in a stronger body and you ignite it within you and direct it towards higher states of consciousness, whether it's directing it towards healing, whether it's directing it towards your duties in the day, or really focusing on that intention as you um, nurture that seed of intention. So we have this skill in action as you practice your yoga, bathing in loving awareness. And it has to be greater than or equal you pushing the snooze button or going, I'll practice later. Or, oh, class started about five minutes ago. I won't bother and be rude. Just show up. <laughs> so however you, um, you know, direct this attention, cultivate this prana, and reinforce this intention. You sense that as you practice, you awaken an embodiment to this deeper heart's longing that you set and nourish this intention as you open to the field of your physical, subtle, and conscious bodies. And you as the yogi is said to have five essential ingredients. The first ingredient of being a yogi is, is that you have shraddha, which means faith. That you have this sense of faith, of trust, that you have this belief that the universe has your back. That there is this blanket of support behind you going, I got you, even when you're facing 
the kind of scariest things in life or the obstacles that you feel that you feel so stuck in and that you don't see an outcome that is going to be okay. Yes, it might feel real, but it's not true. And so that reinforcement of that faith, that trust, that shrada is so important. The second is having vira, which is that courage that willpower, that strength within, that stamina to persevere through life's greatest challenges, through the obstacles you're gonna face, that courage to remain open-hearted, bathing in loving awareness and going, okay, I trust that it's gonna be okay, even if it feels like it's not gonna be okay, this too shall pass. Everything has a beginning, middle, and end. It will pass, it's gonna be okay. The third is called smrti. It's a Sanskrit term that means that which is remembered, whether it's your intention or whether it's the tools that you remember. Ah, I'm out of control. What was the tools? Oh, just pause, pause, be here now and breathe. Open to the sensation, what's going on? Listen, see and feel light in that light. Okay, what do I need? What do I need to do? How can I skillfully navigate this? Open-hearted, bravely facing what is, feeling that faith within. The fourth is praj, or, so fourth is um, samadhi. Samadhi is absorption. So you drop in to any given moment, feel your body, sense that subtle energetic body, open to that conscious body, notice what it feels like around you, notice what it feels like within you. Fully being absorbed in any given moment, as often as you can, be present, be awake to that sense of fullness, wholeness, oneness of being, reinforcing that absorption. And yes, samadhi in the formal sense is to repose in pure consciousness as that oneness, to be able to rest in that groundlessness of being, that stillness, that quietude. But fully being present, as you remember what your heart longs for, what is most important, that you bravely face wholeheartedly, physical, energetic, and mental, and have that sense of faith surround you, connect it within you, as you, and see how it works with you and for you to wake you up to its presence in everything. And that leads to our fifth ingredient, which is prajna, that light, that elimination of intelligence that is behind your eyes, in your mind, in your heart, that flows through you, that light of intelligence that is behind the breath, as the breath is the vehicle for prana, this life force, this light of intelligence that moves and sustains your life. And you feel that express it through consciousness, through your awareness, through your intelligence, through your intuition. So you as this embodied consciousness, skillfully navigate your practice as you open to listening, that field of sensation of listening in any given moment. And as you practice, you'll notice thoughts that are gonna come up, emotions that are gonna come up, sensations that are gonna come up, memories. These are all little, um, opportunities for you to practice, reinforcing actually what is most important. And yes, negativity will come. Emotional distress will arise. Yes, sensations feel like you're going to um, be enveloped in it and you're gonna drown, 
but know that this too shall pass, that everything has a beginning, middle, and end, and that through every gesture, through every grace of movement, through every sensation that arises, emotion, and thought, you connect to your practice as an opening to this loving awareness embodied as you. And this devotional practice of Yasa to letting go of sensory observation, Vairagya, as you see into the truth of reality. And in that, you open to kind of a greater purpose, that divinity that is expressing itself through you. If you would like to continue to practice, find out more information about the topics discussed, or to donate to this podcast, please visit ZephyrYoga.com or follow the link in the episode description. I thank you.